2: The Bert Show. So Mo could sense the tension, sense maybe the division, but wasn't quite sure why with a friend for a while.
1: Yeah, I'd been thinking that this could be a possibility for a long time. And then it finally came to uh, over the weekend when one of my best friends said something to me that literally my heart just dropped out of my body because I was so afraid of what the results would be in this moment. And it's all because, so one of my best friends, he's been one of my best friends for a long time. And he's also my DJ. So anytime that I have shows, I always ask him to come out and DJ for my shows. And we've been doing this for years at this point. So we've done more shows together than I can even really remember.
3: And having gone to one of your shows recently, he's, he's kind of like a very active participant in the show as well. He's not just playing the music. He he actually, like, participates in the show.
1: So, yes, that was the a first time. Like, typically in all my other shows, he's just been more of a DJ, and he gets the crowd going. But, yes, like you said, at the last show, which more, was more of a live uh, podcast than a comedy show, he's telling stories, he's engaged. He was genuinely a part of the entire experience, which is why I paid him more than I normally would. And I do okay at my show, so I think it's important anytime you ask your people to come out and support you, you pay them for their time. But it was always kind of odd to me that for years now, every time I would send him money, he would never respond to it. Not a thank you? Nothing. Mm. And I, I don't know. I guess it's because it's my dude. I didn't think too much into it. I'm like, maybe that's just his way. Like, he just he just never responded to it. Not even like, like a thumbs up. Mm-hmm.
3: But it's a paycheck. Like you don't, I don't think you know, if he's doing a job and it's work, it's a paycheck. I don't right. think the company every time I get my paycheck.
2: Well, you should. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> um, but are you going above and beyond what you guys agreed to? So that's the thing. There never was an agreement per se. There was just um, I. I think he kind of looked at it like I'm just doing my dude a favor because he never came to me like as if it was a problem mm-hmm. or anything. I, I think genuinely in his head, he was just happy to do it. Like he does. I don't even think he was looking to be compensated for it. But in my mind, like I would never ask you to come do like work, work with me and not compensate you. But I also didn't think he owed me a thank you. So you never negotiated like, okay, I'll do it for 250 bucks or whatever. Not at all. He was just like, man, I'll do it for whatever. I just want to do it. And I knew the rate of DJs at shows. And so I knew I was, I was paying them very well. Like I wasn't just trying to, to to pay him what the average DJ makes. I was paying him handsomely for his time. And so like I was saying, I didn't, I think it was weird because, like you say, Kristen, he earned the money. It's not like I'm just giving him money out of a favor. Like, no, he earned it. He doesn't have to thank me if he doesn't want to. But I just was always concerned on if he got the money. And for whatever reason, I always would say I'm going to mention it to him like just to make sure he's getting the money. But I just never did. I always forgot. It is an odd question because if you ask, hey, did
2: you get the money, it's almost implied like, and he did, it's almost implied that you were expecting a thank you. Isn't it? Yes, I would think so.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, 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 can, it can be taken one of two ways. You just want to make sure he received the money, but he could take it like, well, this guy's miffed at me because I didn't thank him mm. for the money, and he's trying to call me out for it. How how were you paying? Mm. Like, how, what was the transaction? Like, how were you paying him?
1: I was paying him on Venmo. Okay. Which is usually how I pay everybody. and 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 so, like, everybody else on the show would always at least give a thumbs up, just saying, I got it. And which is all you that's all I need, Mm. you know, and he just never did. And so ironically, we go to a party over the weekend and I told myself again to just find a way to bring it up. I wasn't sure how I was going to do it, but I just needed the peace of knowing like that this dude is getting the money. And so we're sitting there and God works in mysterious ways because he's telling me a story about like some things that he's going through in life where it's challenging him financially. And so he was like, he's telling me about this. And then that's when it kind of hit me, and so he starts talking about wanting to do shows in the future and wanting to put on uh, parties as a DJ, and starts telling me like different rates. And then it pops in my head, and I'm like, "Why we're here? Like this felt like <laughs> mm-hmm. the perfect moment." I'm like, "Hey man, um, just curious. Like, uh, you've been getting the the payments that I've given you, right?" And he looks at me and he goes, "What payments?" <gasps> mm-hmm. I, I, I ain't no way. Nothing, said, "Nah, bro, you." Are you serious right now? He's like, "Yeah, I'm serious." What you talking about? I'm like, "You have not gotten one payment from me. All of these shows we have done over the years," and he's like, "You've been paying me." <laughs> so you've been sending it to the wrong dude. That's what I didn't know. Oh, In no. this moment, I'm like, "What?" So like, I mean, we are talking about years. Like this, this is a lot of money. Like over these still, shows,
2: over a thousand dollars. You think? Oh you're yes, into? well over. A- a
1: absolutely, well over a thousand dollars. Like over the years of every show we've done. So. I mean, I'm like, bro, it, it has your name, mm-hmm. your number. It even has his picture. So that's why I never thought, like, I could possibly be sending it to someone else. But he's saying he didn't get a dollar. So I so then what happened was he's like, wait, how are you sending it? And then when I told him, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, uh, I guess he deleted that app over his phone. So he just was never he was never getting any of this money. So all of these years,
3: he deleted the app. But that account is still there. So, if he uploaded it, all that money is sitting there waiting for him. He just didn't know it was there.
1: Exactly that. So, the time, like, we don't really have great Wi Fi. So, it's taking forever for him (laughs) to download this app and log in his app. So, each second, I'm sitting there like, please, Lord, somebody. I don't know who, but somebody's getting paid. Uh But finally, when he logged into it, this man lit up like a Christmas tree. (sighs) Because he saw all of this money that's just been sitting there all of these years. And all this time, he thought I just wasn't paying him. Dude, and you talk <laughs>
2: about like, the perfect timing, too, because he was just telling you how stressed he was about finances. And now he's got, like, this It's like it's Christmas like came money. early for him. Aww, exactly. Yeah. So he gave me a big
1: hug, and it was just, like, a great moment of embrace. But I'm like... All this time, dude, you thought I wasn't paying you, man? <laughs> like, you must have thought the worst of me. Now you're offended. How could you, <laughs> so you think I wouldn't pay you? What kind of man am I? <laughs> what kind of friend do you take
2: me for? I'd never want to work with you again.
1: Dear <laughs> Bird Show.
3: All right, so y'all remember the background check we did this week. Um, our Bird Show listener came to us, and she was really, like, sketched out by her neighbor. He was walking. He was like an older an older man, had been walking past her house numerous times. And there was something that just gave her the heebie-jeebies about him. And she wanted us to do a background check. So before I divulge, in case you miss what we found, what we're looking for here is if you found out something about your neighbor after you had already moved in. So you moved into your dream home, your dream neighborhood, and then you find out something scandalous or like whatever it is about your neighbor which actually gives you pause and you're like, "Should I put a for sale sign in my yard right now and get the heck up out of here?" So 1855 bird show 8552378746 if you want to spill the tea on your neighbors. What, Thomas?
1: When I lived in Raleigh, Uh, I lived right across the street from my best friend and his wife, and next to them was a child predator. (gasps) Oh! Wow. So since then, when when I moved here... We were gonna rent a house. I mean, this house was like a mansion. had a home theater. It was amazing. But I did like a uh, one of those searches. Yeah, that thing lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, I was on like, the not again.
0: Yeah, because if you're if a sex offender lives in your neighborhood, they have to go around to each house and be like, "Hello, I am a sex offender," or Is whatever they, really? they have to say. Yeah,
3: I didn't know that because
0: I lived in a neighborhood. Um, I don't can't remember what the situation was, but we like lived down down the street, and it was an older man who had had a relationship with someone who's like 17 or 16. And so whatever ha- I, it wasn't like a predatory situation. Yeah. I think it was like the parents found out and now he has to register. And, gotcha. I mean, he's still still like, eh, yeah. but not
3: like scary. Because there are, I mean, de- de- depending on the charge, like somebody could be on there for like streaking or somebody could mm-hmm. be on there for something way more mm-hmm. serious. And I know there are some people who, like the parents went after them, but the couple are married and like they're together. But he's still on the registry because of like, you know, or she are, are on the registry because of, you know, the parents. Mm. Um, so the what happened with our background check? Because she did. She just had this gut feeling that there was something creep. We did a background check. This guy was squeaky clean. I mean, he was an um, he was an artist. So did freelance work. Um, no no arrest. No liens. No bankruptcies. The only thing we found out is that he's a widower. Like his wife had passed away like back in twenty fourteen. So. I actually encouraged her. I mean, if this is your neighbor, maybe you just go over and introduce yourself because he's probably just lonely, taking lots of walks. And then, you know, there's other people on the show who are like, or maybe he murdered his wife. You know, <laughs> take take that for what you will. <laughs> what was the cause of death? We don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jennifer. Actually, no, let's go to Mike on three. Hey, Mike, welcome to the Burt Show. Thanks for joining the conversation. What did you find out about your uh, neighbor after you had moved
1: in? So uh, when we were searching for our house, we did check all of our neighbors on the, the sex offender registry list mm-hmm. and didn't find anybody. Um, but then after we moved in, we found out that there was a guy that was living with his sister. And because she owned the home, he didn't show up on the list because the regist- he didn't register at that address because he had just moved in with her. Ooh, so yeah, that was kind of scary.
3: Uh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. That's kind of like a sketchy way of getting around, not having to tell everybody, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it was it was very concerning. So, yeah, we um, after that, well, we didn't sell our home or anything, but yeah. we definitely did put up some security cameras and, and kind of keep an eye on things after that. That makes sense. Yeah. That thanks. Makes
3: sense. Yeah, thanks for sharing, ma'am. Yeah. All right. Jennifer, thanks for joining the conversation. What did you find out about your neighbor after you moved in?
4: So after about a year after I moved in, one of my neighbors who always walks his dog around the neighborhood, um,
1: started slashing his genitals <gasps> at me. Multiple days, kept calling the police. They couldn't figure out where he lived because he was always just walking. And then after three
4: days, I finally started recording him and he actually came to my house and did it and I got him <gasps> arrested. Turns out he was the president of my HOA. Shut up. What?
1: <Yes>. Oh! So he um, obviously stepped down, restraining orders, went to jail. I just want to and say, think- I've talked about being the president of my HOA. She is not in my neighborhood.
4: Okay, just, to- <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> I mean,
3: good for you for like sticking up for yourself and like going all the necessary links to catch him because that's scary.
4: Yeah, I was. We ended up putting security cameras in, and luckily he hasn't been back by my house, but my restraining order is actually
3: going to be up in another month, so we'll see. Oh, girl. So, so you're still in the same neighborhood, and he's still in the same neighborhood? Yes. Yeah. Do you ever cross you paths?
4: I need to... Um... I've seen him out walking by his house. Because unfortunately, his house is the very first one in the neighborhood, gotcha. so I have to pass his house. Oh, gotcha. Please. oh
1: girl. is he still the
0: president of the HOA? No, he stepped down. She okay. said. <laughs> Missed that part.
1: This is the Bird Show.
2: Look, having any stressful conversation with your mom. Woo! The anxiety can ping, right? Knowing that you're going to go to your mom and say, "Hey, mom, I know you're messing around on dad, and you got to stop it." Oh, oh, makes my butt
3: pucker, <laughs> among other things. Yeah, all the things pucker. <laughs> but that's exactly
2: what happened. And today is follow up Thursday, and you guys remind us of Bert Show storylines that we haven't had uh, that we haven't closed up. And Jackie West said, "Bert, last summer you had a woman named Mary who had called her mom." When she was supposed to be on a girl's trip, before the call disconnected, she heard her mom fooling around with another man. Did Mary ever tell her dad from Jackie?
3: So this has been almost a year, just a little over a year to the date. We heard from Mary last June. Mary called her mom while she was supposedly on a girl's trip. Before the call could end, oh, I remember this. (laughs) She heard her mom speaking to a man in the background. She continued to listen until she heard what she suspected was her mom being intimate with another man that was not her father.
4: There's
2: only one thing grosser than hearing your parents having sex. And that's hearing your mom having sex with another man that's not your dad.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that wins. Um, when her mom returned from her trip, she confronted her. She told her everything she heard, and her mom was upset. She told her not to mention anything to her father. She wanted to say that, that she was having problems with her father, and the rest wasn't her business. Mary was still conflicted about what to do after speaking to her mom. Did she ever tell her pops what was going on? I'm
2: trying to remember what our advice was at the time. Also, because my knee-jerk reaction right now is I'd stay out of it. Like, you already talked to mom, told her it's bugging you. Going to dad about it just
1: seems explosive.
2: They're adults. You don't know what arrangement they made or anything.
1: She's a grown woman. There's not much you can do. Here's the update. After a lot of internal struggle and contemplation, I made the difficult decision to stay out of my parents' marital issues completely. As much as it hurt me to hear what I did and to know about my mom's betrayal, I realized that interfering by telling my dad wouldn't necessarily solve anything. In fact, it could potentially make things worse or irrep- or irreparably... Ooh, I'm struggling with that one. You got it. Irre- irreparably... There you go. Damage their relationship. I didn't want that burden on my conscience or to be responsible for the potential collapse of my parents' marriage. For the sake of my own mental health, I decided to keep what I overheard to myself. I didn't want to involve myself further in their personal lives. I had to prioritize my own well-being and not let their issues consume me. It was a difficult choice, but I believed it was the right one. Even though it has been a while since that incident, and I want to be honest, I'm still upset and disappointed with my mom. We haven't talked about what happened since that confrontation. However, I have noticed the struggles my parents have been facing over the past year. It's evident that their relationship isn't as strong as it used to be, but here's the thing there has been no mention of divorce either i can't say for sure if my mom ended the affair or not i don't have all the information and she hasn't said anything to me about it all i can do is hope and pray that she reconsidered her actions felt enough shame to end whatever she was doing and is working on repairing the damage she caused i genuinely want my parents to get through their issues strengthen their bond and keep our family intact so that's all i have to update you on I'll let you know if that changes.
2: I can never look at my dad the same way after he told me how he screwed around on my mom and my stepmom. I can never look at him the same way. He thought, you know, I think it was like my 21st birthday, and he was like, all right, you're a man now. We can be friends, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we can be friends. I don't we need confide to
3: confide in each yeah, other. Yeah, we
2: don't need to have this father-son relationship anymore. We can be friends. So uh, he proceeded to tell me about how many times he had screwed around on my mom, screwed around on my stepmom, how he sort of had a almost like a secret hidden life in Las Vegas. We were living in San Diego at the time, uh, and he was showing me pictures of the woman that he was having an affair with and stuff. Um, Yeah, my dad wasn't a good dad. (laughs) Uh, But I, I knew he wasn't a good person, but at that moment when he shared all that with me, I could never look at him the same
1: way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I think to some extent as a kid, like you sort of see your parents, like you know they have flaws, but to you they sort of seem like superheroes. They so, sort of seem infallible to some extent. So when that curtain gets drawn, mm-hmm. I mean, at least for my parents, like, I, like if my dad ever came to me and was like, hey, let me tell you about the time I cheated on your mom, mm-hmm. you do the same thing for me.
2: I think with... I- I never had any kind of ideas that my dad was a superhero <laughs> ever, ever, ever. I just didn't know the depths of it. And I don't think it even surprised me. But just hearing the words coming out of his mouth, that was that's a game changer.
3: It's one thing to think it. Yeah. It's another thing to know it. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't recover from that at all. Uh-uh.
1: This is The Burt Show.
2: All right, so look, you already know, like, I'm not going to put my phone down. I've tried it before. I'm not giving up my TikTok. I'm not giving up Instagram. I'm not giving up Snap. It's not going to happen. But your mental health is probably being affected by that. So what can you do if you are online and you're trying to stay healthy? Cassie's got a hack.
4: Yeah, a Burt Show listener of many, many years reached out to me, and she had thought of something that it just sparked her this might help people. And I read through what she sent, and I was like, You're absolutely right. And to preface,
3: Cassie started off as our social media director here on The Burt Show, got promoted to EVP of digital marketing, and now oversees all of our digital and social. So you know a thing or
4: two about the gram. Just a couple of things. You do all that? (laughs) I do. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) So here's what she wrote. She wrote, I realized that the algorithm on my Instagram explore page was getting pretty bad and affecting my mental health. Despite all the accounts that I follow being art, cooking, photography, comedy, music... I was getting reels of super thin runway models, tons of gym transformations, half-naked people that I didn't personally want to see. I'm aware I must have done something to cause this on the algorithm, but I purposefully don't click on those and they still pop up. And I can't imagine how hard it must be for young girls mentally getting these types of images and videos constantly without trying. And same here. I like researched a supplement the other day and all of a sudden I started getting Mm -hmm. weight loss ads, but like Mm -hmm. not... Eat healthy ones that I engage with and I like, but the ones that promote bad eating, if that makes sense, like that are more starvation diets, that kind of thing. And that's very triggering for me. I don't want to see that. Oh, yeah. I was um, in my Instagram stories
3: and, you know, ads will pop up occasionally. And it was one for one of those weight loss injections. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how the hell did this get in here?
4: And it keeps popping up and I'm like, I don't want to see this anymore. And it can even be something as simple as maybe you are struggling with eating uh, fertility and you don't want to see baby posts anymore mm-hmm. or maybe you, God forbid, suffered a loss and you don't want to see those types of posts anymore. So here's what you can do. On your Instagram Explore page if or in your feed if you see a, one of those suggested posts and you're like, I don't follow this person, why are you showing me? And they have been peppering us with yes. those. It's like,
3: I, I to the point that I got started getting pissed because I was seeing more suggested posts than I wore the actual people mm-hmm. I was following. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: I don't want to see this. I don't know this person. Get it off my feed. You can do that. Hit the top, the three little dots in the top right hand uh, corner and then you can say I don't want to see posts from this person, you can say you're not interested, but then it gives you a prompt that says also you can block certain keywords so you can click that and you can go put in your own keywords, whatever it is, if it's weight loss, if it's diets, whatever it is that you don't want to see and Instagram will no longer show you those suggested posts, you won't see them on Reels, you won't see them when you search, it will be nowhere in the app, so it's a great thing to do for you but also for your teens if you don't want Mm -hmm. them to see damaging content. Okay, rattle
2: that off one more time because people are driving, they're not really focusing. they just heard you say, what,
4: what? And and you can always re-listen to this on our podcast later on, but go, when you see one of those suggested posts, hit on the three dots in the upper right-hand corner, and then you Of can, that post, not yes. of your Instagram page. Correct. Thank you, Kristen. And then you can say, not interested. And then it gives you a prompt. And you can either say, I don't want to see anything from this person. Or you can go in and put in certain keywords you can block. And our listener did this. And she's like, mm-hmm. now my Instagram feels like a happy place full of That's content great. that I want to see again.
2: So this is something that I'm really, really serious about off the Burt Show, right? Um the, I'm starting to read this book called Dopamine Nation, and I'm about to say probably the oldest-sounding thing that has ever come out of my mouth. Are you guys ready for this?
3: Do it. Here it comes. All right. Come on, Gramps.
2: I believe that social media is this generation's cigarettes.
3: Mm, it is an addiction, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: So as I'm reading like this Dopamine Nation book, and it's one that I'm going to share with my son after I highlight everything because I know he's never going to read 200 pages because his dad can barely get through 200 pages. Um, But, you know, the dopamine that you are releasing every time you go online, there's in the most simplest terms, and I'm no scientist or anything, in the most simplest terms, you only have so much dopamine. There's a pool of dopamine like in your head. Once that is drained, right, you'll find that nothing really seems exciting. So you don't want to do anything except stay on your phone. And they are really super um, calculated ways to keep you on that phone and drain you of your uh, and drain you of your dopamine. So now we're looking at a whole generation of kids that are all bummed out. They're feeling social anxiety and there are a whole bunch of pieces to the puzzle of all that. But I certainly think that dopamine has a lot to do with it and the phone and our kids is really changing the mental health of this generation.
4: You know, and it's interesting, they say you should stay off uh, your phone for the first hour after you wake up so that you don't set that tone for that dopamine hit for the rest of y- your day. But I love this phrase is people are like, why do they want you to stay on the app? If <laughs> the product is free, you are the product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they want you to sell on so they stay on so they can get your data and they can sell you stuff. So yeah, I, I actually would agree with you. Really?
2: We're all together?
4: No, you're young <laughs> and very forward thinking. Thank you. <laughs>
2: You're on The Burt Show. They're fighting over the baby's name. The baby's not even born yet, I don't think. Cassie's got the email.
4: I'm going to go ahead and issue a trigger warning for child loss on this one. Good morning, Cassie and Kristen. As the two rock star moms on the show, I could really use your advice and opinions, as well as the dads out there who may have been in my fiancé's situation. My fiancé and I are expecting our rainbow baby at the beginning of July. After our miscarriage last year, we couldn't be more excited to have this little bundle of joy. We found out a few months ago that it's a boy, and as we started discussing baby names, my fiancé mentioned that he would love to pass down his middle name as he got it passed down from his grandfather, who he admires more than anyone. I was completely down for this until my mom reminded me that it is also my biological father's middle name. My biological father and I have a very difficult relationship. It's been on and off my entire life. I've had a stepdad since I was two who I consider to be my dad. To name my son the same name as my biological father would be cringeworthy to say the least. My bio father and I do keep in contact and I know that he will think that the baby was named after him if we stick with that middle name. As soon as I was made aware of this, I broke the news to my fiancé, who was completely understanding. His mother and father, my soon-to-be in-laws, weren't as understanding. I could tell that they were very sad about it, because this this name means a lot to them, and I know it would mean a lot to my fiancé, no matter how understanding he says he is. I'd love all of your opinions and advice on what to do with this situation." Do I name my baby after my fiancé and his grandfather knowing it's also my biological father's name? Or do I punish my fiancé and his family by not using it because my biological father is an absolute a-hole? Thank you for your time. I love you all so much. Love, first-time baby naming mama. P.S. Abby, you're crushing it. Keep Mm -hmm. up the good work. Aw, thanks.
2: Ah crikey. This is a tough one. (laughs)
4: It is a tough one.
3: Because, like, it's so easy to sit on the fence on this one because you can easily see both sides of this. Well,
2: Mo is probably the most connected to this, right? With father and dad and who do
1: you honor, who raised you, who didn't, that kind of thing.
3: But you have a good relationship with your pops now. Now,
1: right. Now, yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I didn't think about it that way, but I could see how if I was in this situation and we our relationship was what, what it used to be, I don't know that I'd be able to deal with uh, giving my son his name. So I actually didn't look at it like that. But now that you put it that way, um, huh, I would probably, honestly, try to deal with it. I really would. I wouldn't want to um, go through whatever drama it was going to cause and trying to explain myself over and over as to why the name doesn't fit. And I would probably, as cringeworthy as it was, I would try to look at it as it's just a name and it's not going to have a reflection on who my child is going to become. And I probably would just let it go.
3: Middle name? Sure. First name? No. Like if they're passing down the middle name and it's going to be the middle name because I I never use Jimmy's middle name. We just it's 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 there to honor his grandpa on his dad's side. Um and and no like disrespect, but we just we don't we don't use it. So, I I feel like to show your strength if you're there and that takes work and it, I understand the trauma and the heartache that your biological dog, uh, your biological, well, he was a dog of a dad, your biological dad put on you and why why you wouldn't want to have his name involved whatsoever in your child's name. I totally get that. And just the, the sheer, what are the odds hmm. that his name is the same as the name that's getting passed down on your husband's side? I would take that name and turn it on its head. That name is no longer your biological father's name. That is the grandfather's name from your husband's side that's getting passed down to your son. And if your dad wants to think, your biological dad wants to think that's a tribute to him, let him think that. You know otherwise. Man.
2: So, Kristen and I come from very different family backgrounds. Hers was very healthy. Mine was a piece of work. Um, and I can tell you this, that there is power in names. Um, that because of the dysfunctional family I have had, the names associated with those really tough times, it makes it impossible to shake the name from the memories and their core memories also. I know. So it would be, it wouldn't be possible for me. It absolutely, even in a middle name, I just wouldn't be able to say it and honor it without feeling the dysfunction every single time.
3: But How often do you use Hayden and Hollis's middle name?
2: Hardly at all. Yeah. Hardly at all. The
3: the only reason I feel a
0: little bit differently towards actually using the name is that it was clearly not a name she associated with her biological father. It was his middle name. And so she literally had to be told, oh, this is his middle name. And so I, I think if you were passionate about the name before and that's what you really wanted to, to name your child, and this is the only thing holding you back, I say go for it. But if it's now turned you off, now you know. I can see you wanting
4: to choose a different one. Yeah, overriding. I would say use that name. It's a middle name. Like Abby said, you had to be reminded. Uh, I think, like Kristen said, it's a great t- chance to rewrite the name. Also, it gives you ultimate veto power for the like primary name. Mm-hmm. So if your husband gets this middle name, girl, you get to choose the first <laughs> name. <at> no <laughs> arguments because you made the biggest sacrifice of
2: politics That's so good. You should definitely be working in politics in D.C. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Here, Bert Show. So these ancestry kits, man, are creating a whole bunch of tension in some families, right? The intention is good. Oh, it's so
3: exciting. Maybe
2: I'll find family I'd never known about. But a lot of these stories go sideways quickly. Krista doesn't want anything to do with them, even. She was telling us
3: yesterday. No, and I, I had said for the longest time it's because I didn't want to just give up my DNA and not know, you know, these companies are going to have it. And again, as I am going to reiterate from yesterday, and I'm going to say it the exact same way I said it yesterday, I ain't no scientist. I don't know what they can do with this stuff, so I'm just not going to give it up <laughs> willy-nilly. You want me to spit in a little tube? Sorry, I'm going to pass. <laughs> But then, if I was being honest, I had a second friend come forward and tell me that she has found a long-lost half-sibling. The second friend that this has happened to recently, okay? Um, And if I'm being honest, and I did one of these, I think because my dad had some wild days back in the day. I mean, it was the (laughs) 60s and the 70s. (laughs) I could have a half sibling out there, and I don't want to know about all that mess. (laughs) (laughs) I want no part of that. I want zero part of that.
2: So we get this email, and her husband is using one of these DNA kits to research her family, and she's really afraid of what they'll find out. So if you've got something going on in your life, you want to share your drama with us, hit us up at thebirdshow.com, and Abby has the email.
0: My husband recently fell head over heels for this whole genealogy thing. He's been spending hours on Ancestry.com and has even started building my family tree, which I thought was super sweet of him. Leave my tree alone. (laughs) (laughs) So he ordered these Ancestry DNA kits. And at first, I thought it was just some fun thing that would tell us our ancestors were Vikings or something. I didn't really get that it could actually connect us to living, breathing relatives. And that's where things get
3: a little tricky. See, people, before you spit in a tube, you need to do a little bit of research as to what you're getting yourself into. The fact that everybody's just willing to give up their DNA left and right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I said this yesterday, man. You take a look at my DNA and you look at my family tree, all the scientist is going to say is that, That family tree needs more fertilizer, (laughs) (laughs) a lot more fertilizer, man. And I keep hearing these stories over and over and over again about these exciting things that happen when you do these DNA kits and the people that you're related to. Mine were nothing like that, man. There was nothing on there worthwhile at all.
0: No Vikings? Zero. Bummer.
2: (laughs) If anything, we were like little itty bitty Incas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've never told anyone this because I've never actually wanted to say it out loud. My own husband doesn't even know. I've always had this tiny doubt about whether my dad is actually my biological dad. My mom had a wild past, and while my siblings could be my dad's clones, I stick out like a sore thumb. I love my parents so much, and the thought of this DNA test potentially uncovering some deep family secret has me on edge. It would be crushing, So I need some serious schooling on how these ancestry DNA tests work. And hopefully, I'm worried for no reason. Can I limit how much info I get? Can I choose not to be matched with potential relatives? And if I opt out of this matching thing, can I still get the fun stuff about my ancestors? If my husband is the one doing all this, is there an easy way for me to prevent this without having to even admit to him what I'm worried about? I just don't even like talking about this tiny bit of doubt in my head. I know there's a slim chance of any skeletons falling out of the closet, but I can't help freaking out just a little bit. Any advice or insight would be a godsend right now.
2: I dabbled in it a little bit, but like I said, I mean, the results were so anticlimactic for me that I deleted the app because there was really nothing on it. But it does give you like some helpful information on like blood type and different chromosome-type things, and then I just kind of lost interest, but I still get emails from time to time saying, hey, we just found another relative of yours in Greece. Hey, we found another relative of yours that could be a relative in Southern California, but... I got no interest in it.
4: I'm pretty sure through Ancestry, because that's what I used, you can turn off DNA matches. So you can just find out about like, oh, you're, you know, a Viking or you're from the Yucatan Peninsula, whatever. You can just find out that stuff and you can turn off the match thing. So nobody will be matched with you, which means you won't find out about any relatives. But I'm not sure what the default is. So she might have to log in and turn that off Mm -hmm. before he sees any of it.
0: Yeah, I've only done the Ancestry thing like once on a whim and I didn't have to do any kind of DNA spitting in a cup type thing. So maybe there's that option too where you just fill out all your family history and they start matching you with people.
2: I, I don't know if this movie has been made yet but it seems like it should be right around the corner that you do one of these tests. You're all excited about meeting your relative and your relative ends up like Wanting to murder your family. <laughs> <laughs> like it seems great, but there are a lot of crazy people there.
3: You just gave somebody a no. million dollar idea yeah, for free. Idea. No, this is how they're solving murders now. Like cold cases, because so many people are doing these um, DNA matching kits, um, they are able, and it, they have special people who work on this, um, and you have to whittle it down, and it, can, it takes a hot minute but if there is a slight, slight um, connection with DNA that, that that police have saved in um, in for in crime
4: labs mm-hmm. over the years, they have solved numerous cold cases because of like 23andMe. I saw this. There was um, a Jane Doe who was murdered in uh, the Los Angeles area, I think. And some random girl went on to talk about it. She's like, the police contacted me because I'm a DNA match for mm-hmm. this victim, this Jane Doe. They had no idea who she was. And because of the ancestry DNA or whatever 23andMe she used, they were able to ID the Jane Doe as being part of her family tree, and it gave them a new lead in the case. Damn.
1: It's complicated, man.
4: So I wish I could help, but sorry (laughs) I can't.
1: I'm not doing it. If I'm I'm in her shoes, I would tell my husband, if you want to do it, go ahead, but I don't want to know anything about it, so you're going to be stuck with a secret that you probably will be dying to tell (laughs) me, but I don't want to know anything. This is The Burt Show.
0: I, when you- I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the tent between you and someone else, or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50 percent off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP and you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging so you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your
2: think someone is disciplining their child in a public way that is unhealthy, do you step in even if you don't know this person or do you just step back and go, not my monkey, not my circus?
3: Oh no, I wasn't going to step in. I thought it was freaking hilarious. Okay, Yeah. So that's why I wanted parents to call and I want this to be funny, not sad. We're not talking about like um, any type of of abuse here. It's just, as a parent of a young child, you can get to certain levels of frustration, especially when your child's not listening in public because there's an added layer of embarrassment and shame and, you know, people, you know, you feel like all these judgy eyes are looking at you. So you may or may not say something that's a little out of character in order to get your child to walk the line. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what happened and we overheard this mom say something to her daughter (sighs) and, it Like, we were not going to intervene at all um, because as soon as she said it, the daughter, like, listened to her.
2: So what exactly are you looking for for them to call in?
3: Yeah, so I'm looking for, like, funny instances of disciplining kids in public, like the things parents have said that have made you laugh. Now, we laughed, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, well, maybe that was bad, but it was funny. <laughs> But was it bad?
2: One eight five five per show. But
3: that's the problem with parenting. Like, there's there's this huge spectrum of what somebody finds appropriate, when another person finds inappropriate. That's why
2: I just stopped doing it.
3: The parenting thing? Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Because, like, you know, was it inappropriate? I don't know. Maybe. But was it funny? Yes. Should have been... Okay, now I'm all, like, in my feels about it. And I don't know if I should even be, like, mentioning this or laughing about it. But it was so funny Mm -hmm. in the moment. So we were at um, the... uh, we were at a Slime Institute, right?
2: <laughs> a Slime
1: Institute.
3: <laughs> Everybody has one of those.
2: Yeah,
1: been there.
3: We were at SLUMU, the Slime Institute. And y'all, this place was so cool. We had such a blast. We were there for two hours with the kids. And after you're there for a while, one of the very last stops is the Slime Lake, like SLUMU Lake, where you can actually like walk on slime. And yeah. they have... Yeah, it's really, really cool. Only Jesus can do that. And, and apparently four-year-olds. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> (laughs) And they had like these pool pool noodles that the boys were sparring with and stuff like that. And it was just, it was cute. And so we're at Slough Lake and the kids have to take their shoes off, wipe their feet. It's very sanitary. And this one mom was trying to get her daughter's attention and she's like, it's time to go. But you put one of the coolest features at the very end. Like nobody's going to want to leave this like Slime Mm. Lake. You know what I mean? And she, and she can't, the, the funny thing is, the kid's standing in the middle of the lake, and the mom can't get to the kid because mom has shoes on, and you can't go in the lake with your shoes, right?
2: She doesn't want to take her shoes off. No. Janky toes.
3: No, no, not just that, but she's like, and she's got another kid, so she's trying, like, so she's trying to, like, you. all toddlers are terrorists, so she's trying to negotiate <laughs> with the terrorists to get out of this slime lake, right? And then she finally is able, like, to grab a hold of her as she's running through it. And she goes, don't make me jack you up in front of everybody.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and we're just sitting there on the steps. And my friend looked at me and he goes, did she just say what I think she said? And I was like, oh, yes, she did. <laughs> he goes, did she just say... Don't make me jack you up in uh-huh. front of everybody, and I go, "Yes, she did." <laughs> um, and then they were on their merry way.
2: Are there lifeguard stands and stuff? It's S- Lake? N-
3: no, there was. Well, there's there was staff. Yes, there was staff. There's... There was staff there. I wouldn't. I don't know if you call them slime lifeguards, but they were there. Hey,
2: Mark. Good morning. You're on the Burt Show.
1: Hi there. I didn't. This wasn't my kids, but I heard somebody say in a grocery store, "You keep that up, and you're going to be that smell in the attic."
4: Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> damn, <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn, not playing.
3: Uh-uh. Were they young enough not to understand that comment, and that was uh, more for the adult no, than the kids? No, no, they understood it. Oh, they, oh, okay, <laughs> loud and clear. <laughs> they, giggled. they giggled, so they knew it wasn't fun.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah so long as it's like flying over their head. <laughs> I think it's okay, yeah. but... Yeah. Hey, Jamie, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So,
3: I
0: have um, a thing where I walk by my husband, and it's funny. I cornhole him.
4: Do you know what that means? Is that... Do you stick
2: your finger in his butt or
4: something? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah I we, we I do that.
2: We call it an yeah. oil change in our house.
4: Oh, okay. So, well, <laughs> my youngest... Learned that and was doing it to my son in the Walmart aisle.
0: Oh.
3: And kept doing it.
4: Yeah. Oh.
2: And
3: I would have to (laughs) yell out, don't cornhole your brother. <laughs> <laughs> he's just swatting
0: her away, you know, and trying to look at his Pokemon cards. And he's just like, stop cornholing. And I'm like, don't cornhole your brother.
2: <laughs> cornholing is for the privacy of our own home. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen in public. Walmart is yeah. where you're going to see. Yeah. It. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good morning, Hodo. You're on the Burt Show. Good morning, guys. I love you so much. I listen to you guys every morning. I am a mom of three and when i tell you as soon as i look my kids directly in the eyes <laughs> and tell them it's time to visit in the bathroom
4: everybody walks a straight line <laughs> because they know what that means bathroom privacy my hands <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay oh. <laughs> all right so got it. Oh, yeah. That means you're going to you're going to get it i just got to do it out of eyesight <laughs> of the public bingo <laughs> okay <laughs> that's a smart mom right there
1: <laughs> Virtue. listen It's the Burt Show.
3: All right, so a friend of her dad's has asked her out on a date. She wants to go, but she doesn't know if she should tell her pops first. I know it's messy, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Burt Show listeners, if there's anybody, because I guarantee somebody listening has been in this situation. So, if you have ever dated your dad's friend and would like to share how it went, 1-855-BURT-SHOW, 855-237-8746. Phone lines are open. All right, so the email reads, Hey, Bert Show, I'm going to cut right to the chase. One of my dad's friends has asked me out, and I really want to go, but I'm worried my dad is going to freak out. The deeds I think you need are, he and my dad are friends, but aren't BFF. They are work friends who actually joined a pickleball league, uh, pickleball league together. He's younger than my dad, but still 17 years older than me. I'm 23. He's 40. My dad is 52. He joined my company's, uh, sorry, he joined my dad's company about six years ago and that's when I met him. It hasn't been until recently that I felt this flirtatious vibe between the two of us. We exchanged numbers and have been texting for a few months. It's been fun and if I'm being honest, I kind of like the secretiveness of it. He asked me out on an official date and I really want to go. I just don't know what to do about my dad. Do I still keep my dad in the dark? Do I give him a heads up? Is this completely inappropriate? And should I end things with, in quotations, Zach? He's a kind man who, kind man who also happens to be incredibly hot. <laughs> he's divorced mm-hmm. with no kids. I am really vibing with him and would like to see where this could go. I just know my dad is going to lose his S when he finds out. Thanks for any advice. All right. So, Abby, oh. you are talking to one of your dad's friends. <laughs> no I'm not yeah you are no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> in this hypothetical you are you're talking to one of your dad's friends how would you proceed
1: he's incredibly hot he is incredibly hot mind. I'm mm-hmm. just
0: trying to picture no kids uh, no no, a, Yeah, that's, you know what, that's a plus. <laughs> Here's the thing, I'm just trying to picture this because my dad just has, like, the group of nerdiest old guys ever, so it's hard for me to picture, like, a hot older man. So let me, like, think of, like, a Matt Damon or something. Like, if I'm talking to yep. Matt Damon, mm-hmm. if my dad is friends with Matt Damon, <sighs> I gotta say, I think I would fold. I think, and I think I would keep it a secret, too. Because I know my dad, and I know my dad would not respond well to this. And I think if I was really serious about Matt Damon, <laughs> I love like I said, This is a possibility. If I was serious about it as a relationship and we had really built something beautiful together, I think it would make a lot more sense and my dad would be a lot more on board if he could see it and he could kind of see it played out. Like if we both approached him like, hey, we've been dating for six months, but like we're really in love and this is really going somewhere. I think he would be more... Likely to not have a freak out. Whereas if you said, Hey, I want to go on a first date, I think my dad would have a conniption. So you would you would keep it under wraps
3: <laughs> unless there was something to tell. Yes, exactly. Mo.
1: It would be tough for me to sit here as a man and give her advice to say to keep this from your dad. Um I get it and if I were in that position, I probably wouldn't say anything to be honest. But I feel like if he was a stand up guy, he would mention it to her mm-hmm. dad. You know if you if you if you genuinely feel like you are interested in her I think the 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 grown man move to make is to actually say and it probably will ruin the relationship I think you know that going in but I think he should mention it to her dad and if he doesn't that's enough for me to know that she should
3: All right let me throw a hypothetical at you your friend comes to you and says he wants to take your daughter out
1: Our friendship is over <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to call her <laughs> That's
4: it Cass. No one needs to tell dad. And here's why you're two consenting adults. And this I went through this so I completely understand it in my young 20s. You dated one of your dad's friends. No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> I, meant, I went through the mentality of like everything I do, I have to tell my parents yeah. and they have to approve of and they have to know everything because that's where you just came from. Like literally 18, maybe more years of your life were spent under your parents roof if you're lucky and privileged. Where you had to report to them and they had to basically essentially sign off on everything. You're 23. You can do what you want. This isn't your dad. If this was your dad's best friend or part of his inner circle, very different. This is a guy he plays pickleball with that he works with. Date the dude. Have fun. I wouldn't tell dad. And then I would take Abby's advice. See where it goes. If it forms into something solid, then you can tell dad. Otherwise, it's honestly none of dad's business and neither of them needs to tell. But
3: she never would have met him if it weren't for dad
4: mhm that doesn't no. that doesn't matter no. like it's it, i don't think it
0: matters i don't think it matters how you mm-hmm. met i think i I think it just matters the friendship but they don't even sound like they're that good of friends so I- I'm keeping this thing under wraps but they play pickleball together oh God, they- it's not
3: that serious it's so the, <laughs> the pickles involved
1: <laughs> they're hitting
4: balls on the court <laughs> it's not a marriage balls on the court and balls in the
1: bedroom okay oh. alright the oh. only
4: thing that would change this for me is if this 40 year old dude reported to your dad in some capacity in a hierarchy at work because then that sketch and it's weird and there's a power dynamic there and I would feel used got it This is The
2: Burt Show. It is time for Kristen's Stupid Bit of the Week. Nobody does stupid
3: like our girl Kristen. My dad always said, what's the point (laughs) of being stupid if you ain't going to show it? Um, Mo, were you here when we did Bunny Cam?
1: Yes. Okay. All
3: right. So many, many moons ago, I wanted to do Bunny Cam for Easter for Good Friday. And Bert thought the idea was stupid, and I thought it would be a hit. So we brought some rescue bunnies in studio.
2: Nobody's gonna come online and just watch bunnies in the studio. That's
3: stupid. Set up a camera, did a Facebook live with Bunny Cam. Hundreds of <laughs> thousands of people tuned in to the Bunny Cam. Didn't we have a really weird sponsor too? Like a
2: Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. We asked for like a
3: mom and pop. Like Oh Lord, barbecue or something? Yeah. Something. There was a so we got like a sponsor of. Praise it, it, the Lord!
1: Praise, praise the, the Lord! Lord. <laughs> right. for, for Easter, it was
3: perfect because it was Good Friday. <laughs> um. And yeah, it was a huge hit. And after that, Bert told me I have the right to book whatever I want, schedule whatever I want, whenever I want, because
2: your instincts are better than mine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so today we're gonna play a little game called. Um. <laughs> okay, and I, I did some serious digging, so I, I want you to be kind. So, we're going to play a little game called Battle of the Breakups, okay? I'm going to give you two breakup scenarios, and you have to choose which one is worse between the two of them. And I was inspired by the man at his engagement party. Um, this happened in Italy. Oh, wow and he is standing there and it's all said in, an, in Italian so we wouldn't understand but he sat there this is like a millionaire like a millionaire banker
2: billionaire and actually I is think he a billionaire? Yeah. he's way up there yeah
3: and he outs his fiance and everybody she's been cheating on him with at the engagement <gasps> no. party it was brilliant she is standing there right next to him and he has this he's got the mic um, and somebody pulled out an iPhone light so he could read his speech <laughs> and he just goes in and basically <laughs> calls her out for everything that she has done and then literally drops the mic and walks away and she's just saying she's now suing him for defamation by the way oh really <gasps> wow mm-hmm. okay good
2: yeah. luck suing a billionaire
1: yep. <laughs> <laughs> You don't need it
3: so inspired by that I went and did some digging on some really bad breakups and so I'm gonna pit them against each other and you guys are going to decide which one is worse okay okay alright so which one do I want to start with um <clears throat> My ex dumped me because she had dreams of me cheating on her. But in reality, I wasn't cheating at all. She would spend the day being a total B for something I never did. She would give me the cold shoulder, and she wouldn't let me hug or kiss her. Eventually, she dumped me and claims the dreams were reoccurring, so it has to mean I'm cheating on her.
2: You caught a lucky break, bro. All
3: right, next we have, and this is the one it's going up against. We broke up shortly after I found what to wear on a first date, what to talk about on a first date, and moonlight hayrides in his Google searches. He claimed he was out with the boys and denied cheating. The other woman blowing up his phone at 4 a.m. proved that was a lie. So he's with her and Googling what to wear on a first date, (laughs) what to talk about on a first date, and moonlight (laughs) hayrides. Which one is worse? The
1: second one is definitely worse.
3: The first one is him cheating on her in, in, in the dreams. Yes. The first one was the cheating on in the dream. She literally broke up with him because he cheated on her in her dreams. Well, if he really loved her, he wouldn't even do it in her dreams. (laughs) I'm going to go number
0: one.
2: I'm going to go number one also. Are you? I'm going to go number one. I'm going to. That's a pure crazy right there.
3: (laughs) All right. So the next one is my fiance of two years, dated a total of four, came up to me saying she was pregnant. Then told me there was a 33% chance it was mine.
1: (laughs) Those are good odds. Wow. 33, huh?
3: She said all of this in front of her friends and roommates. Needless to say, we broke up right there after some heated words. Ouch. That one's going up against. I continued with my high school girlfriend after I went to college. We were only 100 miles apart and things were fine for for most of our freshman year. Then one day she stopped returning my calls. This right after I'd spent the weekend with her. I continued calling, getting worried. Then one day I was walking back after class and called her. A guy picked up and said, there's a new sheriff in town.
4: <laughs>
3: Stop calling. I could hear her laughing in the background. I loved her dearly, wanted to get married after college. I was devastated for a year.
2: There's a new sheriff
4: in town.
0: He, he should have said, we can share if you want to. Oh, Ooh, yeah. that's a
4: boss! <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a Luke Combs
3: song I sold out. <laughs> All right, so She's. She says, it's a 33% chance it's yours or there's a new sheriff in town.
1: Which is worse. I didn't think you were going to be able to top the first one, but having, hearing another man tell me there's a new sheriff in town, <laughs> <laughs> now my girl is laughing in the back. Yeah, that's worse for me.
0: They could have been role playing. Um, I'm going number one because if the 33% chance is right and it is your kid, then you the, the breakup doesn't end. You still got to see her.
2: Mm. Male ego here. I, 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 yeah. The new sheriff in town. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> with, her, with her laughing. Yes, that's horrible. (laughs) All
3: right, here's your last one. I foolishly decided that moving into the same building as my boyfriend would be cute and convenient. After drunk driving my car, getting me mugged, and stealing from me, I decided to end it. I broke my lease and started packing. My ex was so mad at me that he decided he was going to break into my apartment and plant some drugs, then call the cops on me.
1: (laughs) Wow.
3: My super called the cops when he saw him trying to get into my apartment. Thank God.
2: You busted.
3: So you have that one. Uh Versus, I woke up one fine October morning, and my wife of eight years was gone, along with her computer and some clothes. Nothing else. Her wedding ring was sitting on the desk where her computer used to sit. No note, no phone message, no hint she was leaving. I found out later she had lied to her dad about needing rent money and bought a ticket to live with a 19-year-old. She and I were mid-30s. Boy, she had met on an online game. Hmm. Mm. Oh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Where are you going, Abby? I don't see how you
0: can get worse than the first because um, then he's going to end up on one of those TikTok accounts where he's like from jail being like, what's up? My name's Jared. <laughs> my j number is 450.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: going number one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's tough to get ghosted and after when you're in a marriage and number two, but it's nothing worse than going through a breakup and ending up in jail for it. So I'm, yeah, nice. I'm with Abby on that one. I'm with both of them. My bad. I'm
3: kind of shocked by some of <laughs> your all's responses, but I dig it. This
1: is... the. The Bird Show.